Drive Time on RT Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Protect your family's future with life cover from Zurich. Talk to a financial broker to find out more. The Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan, met with Dublin Airport operators and other state agencies this morning following more drone disruption at the airport yesterday evening. Three flights were diverted after Dublin Airport suspended operations for half an hour. Ryanair's Michael O'Leary said that 20,000 passengers were affected by last night's disruption. Minister Eamon Ryan has also said it will be a number of weeks before anti-drone technology will be up and running at Dublin Airport. Well, to discuss all these issues, we're joined now by Kevin Byrne, retired Air Corps Lieutenant Colonel and Airport Security and Safety Auditor, Fianna Fáil TD James Lawless and Catherine Murphy of the Social Democrats. And you're all very welcome to the programme. Um, Kevin Byrne, I'll come to yourself first. Are you sure. surprised that Dublin Airport has been affected by drone activity yet again uh, over the over the last six weeks? We've seen it, I think, every week for six weeks. What can be done to stop it? Yeah, lots of things, I think. Uh, in, in the long term, the Minister might be correct. Uh, they have to get this equipment that is now in uh, common use in parts of the UK and in other parts of the world. Uh, the leaders in this were probably the Israelis. They sell stuff online. I looked at the video this morning. But there are other people in, in the States and in Germany and in parts of Asia. So there are quite a lot of different uh, units available, both fixed for fixing on buildings like the White House or a prison or whatever it might be. And you can also get it fitted to four-wheel drive vehicles and it's uh, mobile, which is what you would need in the case of an airport. Uh, they all have one or two things in common, and I go through them if, if you wish, but they're not cheap. And they would take, I would think, about two or three weeks to train up on if you can order them. I'm not sure if they're made uh, to order or where you can get them, you know, on a conveyor belt, as it were. So that might take a while. But look, there's nothing strange about this. We have to protect the airport from where it is at the moment. Noting where they are with a sensing device is fine, but stopping them and repeating it is just, it's just beyond me so it is at this stage. Okay, the so the technology is, as you say, not all made equal. So the Minister is right when he says we need to take the time, in your view, he's right when he says we need to take the time to assess the different options and make sure we get the best value for money and also the best equipment. I'd agree with that, but I mean, there are things you can do in the short term. This is happening, I don't know if it's done by somebody organised or whether it's copycats or whether it's the same person each time, but it's definitely very smart. I was in the car park of Ikea yesterday at half past four, 24 hours ago. If I'd stayed back an hour and a half, maybe I would have seen the drone myself. But this is somebody who deliberately goes up to the airport, close to the perimeter, gets a car, takes the drone out of it and flies it for 20 minutes because that's what the normal range of these devices is. It's spotted, luckily enough, by people on the ground or airplane taxiing out or, or people in air traffic control. They do have sensors that will pick it up, probably a surface radar, and they then try and track it. But they have to close the airport, causing diversions, which are between 8,000 and 15,000, plus all the knock-on effects of that, and it disrupts people. My concern is greatly, from the point of view of safety, an aircraft, I saw three aircraft depart off runway 10 yesterday, just casually looking out, you know, from the car mm. park. If any of these sucked in or were damaged by a, a a drone of any great weight, what, what could it do? It would cause a serious impediment to flight safety and perhaps cause an aircraft accident. We can't tolerate this six weeks in a row. So what do we do then? If, if we need to take a bit of time to, to find the right technology, okay. as the Minister says, what can we do in the short term to make sure everyone stays safe and, and there's minimum disruption? Yes, we can't tolerate this because it's illegal, you know, everyone knows that and the people doing it know it's illegal and, uh, you know, the, the place to process this is in the courts when you catch them. Uh, the Garda Síochána, by the way, just if I jump ahead a little bit, if they do seize the drone, they can keep it as evidence and it can be used in a, in a trial later on because they can suspect a breach of the law. But in the, in the short term, the people who keep tabs on this, who can spot the drone coming in, it would be fantastic if they could see it leaving the premises, leaving the perimeter of the airport so they could at least 
put uh, cars out there to try and intercept the people. In all cases, the drone has been recovered by the pilot or drone operator, and he or she is taken at home. I presume it's a man. In that case, you know, why not identify on a map, and it's a, it's a greater... Uh, perimeter of the airport than has been the case because, of course, they have a second runway now, so the perimeter is quite long. It's 15 or 16 kilometers. But there are points from which you might launch a drone after dark because it's not done during the daylight hours, and then you put patrols in there, be they Garda Shikana in unmarked cars or motorbikes or whatever it might be, but in the short term we can do that. And then if an indication could be given, first of all, it would be deterrent to stop people doing it if they see cars going around. And secondly, you know, perhaps they could intercept and, and seize the drone and put the person, uh, you know, where they should be in front of a court. Because if you want to launch this drone, as you're saying, or a drone, you have to be close enough to the airport yeah. to do it. So yeah. it, it's, it's not that difficult then, by the sounds of it, to uh, like map out the areas, you say, and, and patrol it. How urgently do you think that needs to be considered or, or done? Now, I, it, it needs to be done now. In the long term, the people who do the anti-drone business would be perhaps the airport police in, you know, three or four weeks' time, whenever this equipment is bought. But we can't be held hostage by somebody who decides to come out, uh, park on Ballymun or St. Margaret's or Swords, wherever it might be, have a little fun, put the car behind a hill or whatever it might be. There are only so many locations from which they can fly to the uh, airport and then recover. And that's been the case so far, as far as I can tell. So they want their drone back. But, you know, identify that and prevent them from doing it and, and nip it in the bud because it hasn't been nipped in the bud and this is urgent. They could do it when the sun goes down in two hours' time, Sarah, and we're back to where we were, you know, yesterday mm. and last week and the week before. It goes on and on and it shouldn't have to. It's just not safe. Kevin Byrne, retired Air Corps Lieutenant Colonel and Airport Security and Safety Auditor. Thank you uh, very much for joining us with your thoughts on that. As I said, we also have James Lawless from Fianna Fáil and Catherine Murphy of the Social Democrats on the line. And James, I'll come to yourself first. Uh, Kevin couldn't be clearer, really, and he speaks a lot of sense. He does indeed, Sarah. It's a very interesting topic. Um, I introduced legislation as a private member's bill myself in this in 2018. Um, at the time, the uh, regime I felt was quite lax in Ireland. Uh, we didn't have uh, sufficient protections in place and regulation around the use of drones. And I engaged with the Irish Aviation Authority and various, I suppose, drone users and, and drone training schools, etc. at the time. Now, since then, um, European regulation came in in 2019, uh, which did go some way towards addressing the gaps that I was trying to fill with my legislation. Uh, but I would say it's still not all there. Uh, one thing I would say... And just listen to your last speaker, very interesting, about the methods to, I suppose, deter this activity at the airport. And he talked about new technology, and that's certainly one way to go. And you can use things like geofencing and a number of sensitive sites, military sites, embassies, etc. would use that already uh, as a kind of electronic barrier. But just to go back, maybe, uh, in the ages, um, it doesn't have to be the latest and greatest technology. Some airports and some military uh, personnel use birds of prey uh, to take down drones. So your old-fashioned, your hawks, your eagles, uh, etc. can actually be sent up in the air, can be trained uh, to take out drones um, and that's already happening uh, in many airports so it doesn't always have to be the latest and greatest sometimes the, um, the there are older ways that can be uh, I suppose used the question to, is when's it going to things? happen James isn't it I mean you know the Minister couldn't give a timeline speaking to Brian Dobson on the news at one earlier couldn't give a timeline as to when uh, the technology will be agreed when a contract will be signed when it will be in place when the legislation will be passed there was just no timelines for anything and also no indication that anything like what Kevin Byrne is talking about is going to be done uh, which is to try and stop these people doing it in the first place, which sounds like not that difficult a thing to do if you just get the guards uh, to patrol the area. 
Well, it would seem to be a very good start uh, to have, exactly as you say. I mean, there are only a certain number of sites that are within proximity to the airport. Uh, we're all familiar with them. If we ever drive around the airport where people kind of do plane spotting, etc., it wouldn't seem terribly beyond the wit of man uh, or indeed um, the, the authorities to send a couple of guard cars around and patrol in those areas at the moment. Um, having said so that... So that should be done, you think? I think that would be a basic requirement. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think the, the other thing to consider, though, just, just to look at it in the wider sphere, um, there are a lot of complexities around how drones are used in terms of the privacy implications, in terms of data protection, uh, in terms of insurance, in terms of safety, in terms of the capacity. One of the things I supposed to bear in mind that the number of drones and the type of drones that are now available and available to a consumer, you can walk into the Dervis Centre buy one, you can walk into most toy shops, most corners of Ireland buy one, mm. and the power and capacity and kit in those drones has increased exponentially exponentially in the last number of years and also the number of those in Irish airspace. So when I was talking to the Irish Aviation Authority back around 2018, 2019 when I was publishing my legislation they sort of said well look it's not really a problem we don't really need to worry too much about it because we're more concerned about the, the planes 10,000 feet in the sky never mind 1,000 feet in the sky or 100 feet in the sky and now I, I, I do think that was perhaps a little bit naive um, but I would say that the the, the, num- the volume of these devices and the power of those d- these devices has increased exponentially in the last couple of years and that's probably why regulation is struggling to keep Catherine Murphy, what do you make of this? Yeah, um, I think we're all feeling very frustrated by this. Indeed, I put a priority question in and we debated it yesterday morning and indeed the Minister was Minister for State, Jack Chambers, that replied to me um, on the floor of the the doll. Uh, I got a list of things like the law, the penalties, the list of things they plan to do in the future, the engagement with the guards and the Irish Aviation Authority. And then I was told that uh, that the anti-drone technology or the counter-drone technology was at a, an early stage of development uh, where it's clearly in place in other jurisdictions. And within hours then, the, the, the message has changed. Like, it seems to me that, um, like, this, this is not something that, and this is something that there is an immediacy about. And then there is other things that need to happen a little bit further into the future. But uh, but there is a safety issue and a disruption issue that can't be uh, uh, can't be allowed to continue. There have been eight safety plans, uh, state safety plans, uh, you know, that have been developed since 2015. From 2017 onward, drone use was identified as a clear risk around airports. Um, now, what has happened in those in those years? This is typical of what we tend to do in this country: is that we wait until the crisis yeah. happens, and then instead of doing the preventative stuff, there's an immediate thing, sir, that needs to yeah, be done. Yeah, that now. was put to the minister, Minister Raymond Ryan, by Brian Dobson earlier. Why was something about this done? Well, very many years ago, when it became an issue in other airports, and the minister effectively said he's been dealing with the pandemic, you know, and and people getting in and out of the country. The thing about it is that uh, this this was identified as a risk in 2070, which obviously predates the time that uh, Eamon Ryan was minister. So what has been happening in the department when something is identified as a risk, um, you know, and we're, we're looking at that risk manifesting itself by way now of disruption, but that could be, as Kevin Byrne has said, that could be, you know, a safety issue, uh, you know, as well mm-hmm. as the disruption issue. We can't ignore that. Um, so, so essentially what has happened in that time, and essentially COVID can be blamed on absolutely everything, it seems, but there is an urgency about this in terms of the preventative uh, aspect of it. But there's also things that will happen uh, in the future, but they've got to be done quickly, like geo-zone uh, data in, in, you know, in common, digi- common digital format, which means that that's programmed into these 
uh, into these uh, drones, which means they're restricted uh, from going into okay. the area. So it's not even about taking them down then. But it, it, but that needs to be done as a matter of urgency and resources okay. can't be an issue. Uh, James, I, I just wonder what you think about how the government has handled this. Well, I'm not obviously the Minister for Transport, so I'm not directly involved myself, but um, I suppose what I will say, there have been a number of measures that have been introduced. I mean, I, I'd like to see more, and I, I, I get the frustration with this. Um, the legislation I mentioned that came from what, Europe... What in measures have been introduced? Okay, let me talk through. So let's look at the uh, EU 2019-947 regulation. So now you have to uh, uh, register your drone when you buy a drone. Uh, you're certainly supposed to do that. Yeah, but uh, you're people are You're supposed to insure your drone. Go on. Uh, you're supposed to insure your drone. You're supposed to um, have an ID associated with the drone. So if, And this is something I was calling for when I published the legislation. So if a drone is involved in an accident, if it crash lands, if it's apprehended, if, if the Gardaí or, or whatever uh, enforcement agencies oh, Look, sorry, get their hands I'm, I'm on just one. going to stop you there, if, if you don't mind, because whatever legislation was introduced in 2019 has done absolutely nothing to stop Dublin Airport and passengers and people trying to travel for often very important reasons and, and a loss of uh, huge uh, revenue to the airport and, and to the economy, potentially over the last six weeks. It's done nothing to help that. And it looks like the government has done nothing to help it either because we've left ourselves completely open to it. We knew this was happening in Gatwick, I think, in 2018 and we didn't do anything in the last couple of years to put in place any technology to stop it. And even now, when we're being told by aviation experts this is deeply unsafe, there's no talk about having Gardaí patrolling around the airport tonight or tomorrow night to try and stop it. Hmm. Yeah, well, you have to ask the Garda Commissioner about that. Certainly, I know Minister Shane Ross, when I was trying to introduce this, had no, uh, had very little hearing for it, um, didn't seem to take it as a priority, uh, which I was disappointed about, because that could have been law by now. It could have been law by 2018, 2019, had that been taken seriously, perhaps, by, by the government at the time. But James, when I ask you how the, you think the government has handled this, uh, do you think the government has handled it well, that, that, that uh, we're in this position? I think they're struggling. Uh, I've said that at the start of this interview. I think they're struggling to stay abreast of, of, of so as the, there are complexities to this. I think there are some simple moves that can be very quickly done overnight, which, which would help with this. You know, the obvious one is a couple of guard cars around the airport. Perhaps that's being done. You know, to be fair, I don't know what the commissioner is, is ordering tonight in terms of this kind of thing. The, the, I also mentioned the geofencing, Catherine mentioned as well. Geofencing, to my knowledge, is already in place on a number of sites around Ireland. Uh, certain embassies have it, certain military installations but have it. But not around the airport? Not to my knowledge, no. So that's something that could be looked at, I think, immediately and as how well. Do, how does that? how does that happen? It's around embassies, but not around the airport. I, I would guess, and it's only perhaps an educated guess, that it be, could be because the level and breadth of technology in the airport and the communication systems that are there make it a little more complicated to install than, say, at a, an embassy in the Phoenix Park. That That's probably an educated guess, and that's probably why there are, mm. why the Minister said today it may take a couple of weeks. But look, Catherine, what like do you think of what James has said so far? Yeah, look, the thing about it is I think that no one is going to disagree that you, there's things that you, you can put off into the future, but this is not something you can put off in, into the future. There needs to be immediate uh, immediate and comprehensive action that can be taken now. We do need to uh, purchase the uh, the counter-drone uh, uh, technology, um, and, and obviously there's, there's a lead-in time in terms of training for that. But when it comes to public safety, and this is an issue of public safety first and foremost, Everything has to be done that can be done until that's in place. And I would be expecting the Garda Commissioner to, uh, to, to, you know, to take this issue uh, as, seri- as seriously as possible. Okay, so you both agree that you'd like to see the guards, the guards involved this weekend and, and every weekend, I suppose, or maybe even every night on, on, until this is sorted. If I just, absolutely. If I just come in beyond that, I think that obviously the airport is a huge issue and a very... Uh, topical issue because it's happening right now but the same concerns apply to all public gatherings you know concerts outdoor performances GA matches 
we have seen incidents where drones have been flying overhead above crowds. You know, if they crash land, there can be significant injury done to, to persons. There's also yeah, I think as I mentioned, it's, 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 it's different to dr- bring down a plane, James. It's a bit different, isn't it? Well, uh, thankfully that hasn't happened to date. But I suppose Why we, exactly. We, we, thankfully, it hasn't happened to date. Well, I but suppose what I'm saying is that there's a there's a wider issue here, and I think we need regulation across the board to tackle it in, okay. in every walk of life. I mean, if if a person was killed because a drone crashed into them at a concert, that would also be something that we shouldn't be, you know, take take lightly. Some of the text to five one double five one. Will the purchase of this anti drone kit have to go through the normal government tendering process? And if so, would we be waiting years for it? I don't know if you have the answer to that, um, James. As I said at the start, I'm not the Minister for Transport. Okay. I'm here as a parliamentarian who's informed Another of these issues to give a view. Mix, uh, well, you're you're a member of a government party, so to an extent you are representing government on the programme today. Uh, Mick says the technology should be here now. It should have been ordered six weeks ago when it first came to light. For God's sake, this is an emergency. If something happens, will the minister be held accountable? And David Kildare says, James, that you're missing the point. Hawks and eagles don't fly at night. I don't know if that's right or not. Do you? Um, I know that they've been used successfully in other military uh, in military and, and airports around the world. But I suppose, look, just to go back to that texter uh, and anyone else that's querying that, there's no disagreement here that this should have been done a long time ago. And I actually tried to make it happen by bringing legislation to the Dáil in 2018. We're now five years on and it so hasn't happened. Sorry, that is So where is the accountability then? Where is the accountability from Minister Eamon Ryan if he's dropped the ball on this and left our, us as a country wide open? Well, the answer that he's given, I didn't hear him on, on lunchtime news, but I think what he said was he was dealing with emergency issues through the pandemic. Uh, but I would trace it back further. Minister Shane Ross was in the Do you accept seat. that explanation? I accept that he's a lot on his plate. His ministry is extremely broad. There's transport, there's communications, there's energy, there's environment. Okay. Uh, there's an awful lot going on within that department. I do frequently speak to Minister Eamon Ryan on technology issues uh, and, I, and I will engage them in the detail of this. And if it can be of any assistance to the department, um, I'd certainly be happy to do so. Thank you both very much for joining us. That's James Lawless and Catherine Murphy. You can let us know what you think to 51551.